Hallelujah. Praise God. This, this morning we thank the Lord for amazing grace. And I thank God that his grace was so amazing that it reached down in the mud when I was not even looking for God and found me. So we, we thank God for that. This morning, you can be seated one moment. I may get my wife to sing a song. Saying no. <laughs> praise God, sir. Um, praise God. I guess he I guess he won't be the same with her. <laughs> That's a mistake, but we say we're gonna thank the Lord for uh being up here. I appreciate Brother Tim letting us visit this first time I preached in the new church. Uh since he got it, it's a beautiful church. I was here for part of the dedication. We just thank the Lord. Appreciate Brother George uh, letting us come and spend a few days with him. Find out the guy can cook. <laughs> he can do more than kill deer as he can cook. <laughs> so we appreciate him and his wife opening up their home. I got to go hunting the other day with the doctor back here. And I never went hunting with a doctor before. <laughs> so we, got to, we had a good time. I appreciate him. Brother George giving us the opportunity to spend some time with him. So praise the Lord. Uh, May my wife come, we try a verse of this song. I thought she was going to sing by herself this one. Uh, Won't it be a time? You know, the older you get, the more that song sounds good. I mean, won't it be a time when all these aches and pains and blood pressure and bald head is and all this stuff, and it's all over? Won't it be a time then? Hallelujah, you know, you know, we all, I just, uh, you know, we getting, you know, a lot of the loved ones them passed on and went on the other side. And won't it be a time when we meet with them in that resurrection morning, that resurrection take place? And won't it be a time when we, the angels say, how did you overcome? And we can say, by the grace of Almighty God. Won't it be a time, I got to take this coat off. You can't work and fight with the coat on. <laughs> Praise God. Praise love. I probably can't sing as good as Timmy Jr., so I'm going to try my best. I said, won't it be a
milk, sir. I ain't got no sugar in that peanut milk, sir. I don't have to worry about cancer. I don't have to worry about leukemia. I'm a hill and my body permanent. Won't it be a kind of That song will be sung for the last time. And when it's sung for the last time, the word is going to be made flesh. Won't it be a time then? How you standing there? I'm going to go right to the word, Lord. You know my style right here. I'm, they call me the helicopter. I know y'all been used to airplane, but you're on the helicopter this morning. <laughs> so when I get ready to land, I'm going to land. So we're going to just start this morning. Praise the Lord. I'm going to read from two places in the scripture this morning. Hebrews 10, and I'll read little John, 1 John 1, 1 John 1, but I'm going to start at Hebrews, the 10th chapter, and I want to read verse 25 and verse 26. It says, not forsaking to the assembly ourselves together, as the matter of some is, but exalting one another and one another and so much the more as we see the day approaching. For if we should sin willfully, after we read, we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. Let me use first John. First John, and I'm gonna read the first chapter there. And 
I'm going to read verse 5 through verse 8. And it reads like this. This is the message which ye have heard of him and declared unto you that God is what? And in him no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light and he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have that we have no sin, no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So there ain't nobody here born with angel wings. Let's pray. Our gracious Father God, we ask you, Lord, for your grace, your mercy this morning, Father. I trust God that you will help me one more time to yield my body, my mind, my spirit, my soul to you, O God. Help me to get myself out of the way, Lord. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, I give you all my strength for this service, Father. Use my body for your glory. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in one moment. Thank the Lord for the reading of the word of God this, this morning. I like what I read here. It says, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. And I check a title this morning. I'm going to use this title no light, no blood. Hallelujah, that word, no light, no blood. You say, Brother Joe, why you say that? Because we find here and we walk in the light and he's in the light. Hallelujah, his blood, his son, Jesus Christ, forgive us and cleanse us from all our sins. Hallelujah, I begin to think about the, but realize here, I begin to realize we need, uh, we need light, we need blood, and we need to eat. Hallelujah, was, uh, I begin to go back in the book of Genesis here. Hallelujah, when the, the world, when darkness had dominion over the earth. Hallelujah, because Satan had been kicked from the presence of God, which is the power of darkness. And we realized when Satan uh, had dominion over the earth, hallelujah, kicked down to the earth, the earth was void. It was darkness. It was void and dark without form. Hallelujah, there was no, there was no vengeance. It was no life on the earth. There was no seeds coming forth. The earth was paralyzed by the power of darkness. But the Bible said, Genesis 1, God said, let there be light. Hallelujah, once God said, let there be light, the power of darkness had to give up because the power of light was moving forward. Hallelujah, I began to realize here, I said, you know, I thought about them things. I said, you can't, I, I, I was in Ruby Fall a couple years ago, and they kept me down this great, great big dungeon of a, down in some mountain, whatever it was at that time, and it was real dark. The man cut the light off. It was so dark that you couldn't even see your hand flash. And if I would have had to find my way out of that kind of darkness, it would have been total impossible. But there was a man like the brother said that could turn on the light. Hallelujah, the darkness had his power. But when he cut the light on, the power of darkness had to give away. Hallelujah, i let you know right now, you cannot put, you cannot put a, a, a light out with darkness, but you can take the power of light and diminish darkness. Hallelujah, because God is light. And when he created his son, he created his son. Adam was a child of the light. 
in him, in the way God created Adam, he made him. In the way I'm going to begin to realize here, I want you to realize here, when God made the darkness and the light, he separated the light from the darkness. Hallelujah. In other words, it was impossible. I say it's impossible for darkness and light to mix together. Hallelujah. God made it impossible. Hallelujah. You got the light on, and I don't care how dark it get outside. It's impossible for that darkness to come in here and make it become dark because we got light in here. Hallelujah. Because God made it impossible for Adam to fall. Satan couldn't have never conquered Adam. Because Adam was a child of the light. And the only way that Adam could, God, he made, he made it impossible for it to happen. Only way it could happen, Adam had to walk out. Because Satan couldn't come in. Hallelujah, because light had more power than darkness. So Adam had to walk out, and Adam had to walk out to Satan, and he walked in the darkness himself because the darkness could not overcome light. So he walked out from the presence of the light, and he walked in the darkness. And that's where this problem started. I wish he would have stayed in the light. Nobody wouldn't have had gray hair. Nobody wouldn't have been bald-headed. We all would have been perfect with <laughs> But when Adam done this, he, boy, he brought the whole human kingdom. He, he, sold us in, we, he sold us into darkness. Hallelujah. Now we got to battle every day of our life. We got to fight the power of darkness. And I begin to look here. I realize here. But when Adam walked out of the presence of God, he walked out of, he walked, when God, at the beginning, God gave Adam, there were three elements in the garden that they that, that they don't have dominion over. They, they walk in the light. God gave them Oh, you can eat of every tree of the garden. You can eat of every tree but the tree in the middle. They could eat in the garden. They had light and they could eat. Just think about that. Back then, they didn't have blood. When God first created Adam, he didn't need blood at that time. All he had to do was walk in the light, go out there and eat and keep living. Hallelujah. All he had to do was walk out there and eat and keep living. He didn't, he didn't, uh, he didn't, uh, he didn't need blood at that moment. But when Adam, when Adam walked in the darkness there, hallelujah, now God is required to, to bring man back because the only way back now is he needed blood. Tony, he needed blood, but yet still to get back to the light, it had to be blood. Hallelujah. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. Hallelujah. We want to let you know today, we all had to have the blood of Jesus to keep us clean from all these sinful spirits. We need blood. Hallelujah. In other words, God came down here. When Adam fell, God never moved. When this thing took place with Eve and everything. But when Adam fell, God came down. And he, in this fallen condition, he began to call Adam. Adam, where are thou? The light was in there. And sin cannot hide when light is present. Hallelujah. That's what Adam said. I tried to hide. I hid myself. Hallelujah. Why? Because he was under the power or the influence of darkness. Hallelujah. I hid myself. But when light came, the demon was exposed. The power of darkness was broke. He, he had to say that, I heard your voice, Lord. That showed he was the son of God. Even in his fallen condition, he could still hear God's voice. Hallelujah, because he was a sheep all the time. Hallelujah, if you were born of God, you were a sheep from the beginning. And you could hear his voice. You said, I went this way, I went. I was way out there in the world. But when God spoke the word, that power of darkness had to let go. 
That's why you're here today. You say, what did I do to get you? You done absolutely nothing. It was in the mind of God for you to be part of this rapture. We're getting a look at we find here. In other words, so he goes here. He called Adam. He said, Adam, Adam, he said, Adam, I heard your voice. I heard your voice. I heard it before. I talked with you, God, face to face. We had fellowship. But this time when I heard your voice, I was afraid. God never spoke that word before. God never mentioned fear before. What did you receive the spirit of fear from Adam? How did that word? God knew by the way when he said, I was afraid. God knew that he had fellowship with darkness because God did not give us the spirit of fear. He gave us a peace and of a sound mind. Hallelujah, that word. That, that fear that we fight every day, that's the power of darkness. That, that, that is the power of darkness. You say, what we God, your brother, brother, preacher, man, do not fear cancer. Why he say that? Because it's the power of darkness. He said, Adam, who told you? In other words, in other words the power of darkness had, done, 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 had dominion over this son. And he did begin here. So God realized now. In other words, I had you, Adam. I had you in a condition. All you had to do is walk in the light. I had you in a condition. All you had to do is eat, eat from the tree of life and live forever and ever. Everything that was in the garden was eternal. Except that, in other words, there was a tree of knowledge of good and evil. I told you not to eat of that, Adam. Adam had all this going here. But now, Adam, because you done this, you will have to come up under the anointing of blood. I must go give. And God went out and took a beast and he slew it. And he clothed Adam with blood. Hallelujah. Recognize something had to die. Oh, people, hear the word God starting to bring him back. It looked like, why did God? Because he's going to bring us back to what we were before there ever was a fault. He began to go and look here. So, but God, he clothed him with blood. He clothed Adam with blood, with skin. That word now, they, 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 to get back to the light, they had to have this blood covered. Hallelujah. They had to come up under the blood. Hallelujah. And Adam here, and God told Adam, say, Adam, I'm going to have to drive you from the presence of this garden. I got to get you out and I'm going to put a flaming sword to keep the way of the tree of life. Because Adam, if you stay here and live in this garden, sin will become an eternal attribute. Cancer would have been eternal. Adam could have kept living and eating. And, and that sin that he fell, it would have been eternal. But God would not give the devil eternal life. There's no eternal devil. So he drove Adam from the presence. So now redemption started to move here. Because now God's going to have to redeem man back. Hallelujah. We got to come back because we done failed from somewhere. We got to come back because sin has sin come in. Adam was perfect. Hallelujah. In other words, Adam shouldn't have never had to die. We shouldn't have never had to die. But God had a plan for the bride. He had a plan for you because God could not display who he was as long as we were in that image. But God said, I got a plan in my mind. I'm going to let them, my bride, it's going to look like she done fell away. But in the end time, I'm going to redeem her back and I'm going to bring her back to that life that she fell from. And they begin to realize here, Adam walked out of the presence of God. Now God begin to, begin to now he's going to begin to deal with three elements to get us back, light, blood, and the eat. We got to have it. 
He said, well, I'm not going to eat where you're going to die. Either way, you know, and if you do eat, you're still going to die because you're living by dead substance. (laughs) So, you know, but the point of it is, so now God getting ready to start his plan of redemption. Hallelujah. He goes to Abraham. If you know the way, he goes to Abraham. Hallelujah. In other words, when he come down to Abraham, hallelujah. In other words, the brain, here go Abraham. God moved here and we get called Abraham out of, out of, Abraham was not, Abraham was not a, a religious man. He was a heathen. Hallelujah, everybody say, oh, he was not born with a, a message book in his hand. Hallelujah, he was down there. He was a, he was a heater. He was washing out of. But when the light came, hallelujah, he called Abraham. Abraham, get thee up. Where did that power come from? That was hallelujah. He was a son of God all the time. Hallelujah, but Abraham got up and we know the story. We know so he began to follow God and all these things right here. And God began to make covenants with Abraham. Abraham before his name was even changed. Hallelujah. But then we realize here, hallelujah, God let Abraham get old. Hallelujah, real old. And believing the promise, he didn't have no seed. He didn't have no son by Sarah. But God let him get old. Hallelujah. Because God wanted to show, I am the power of the resurrection. I am that light right there. Hallelujah, he wanted to show Abraham, I want to let you know, Abraham, I want to let your body die. I want to let Sarah wound die so I can show you I'm the resurrection, so I can show you I am the light. Hallelujah, what was he doing? He was showing Abraham, hallelujah, that darkness have no power over your body. Hallelujah, I command my body to praise God. You can command your body to say amen. It might not want to, but I got power over this body. Hallelujah. So Abraham here, he got old. Real old. Got so old so he couldn't look. He could have had that child at 65. He would have had some hope. But now he's 90, 89 years old or so, or 99, and Sarah about 89 or older. It ain't no hope. Hallelujah. Why did God allow that to happen? Because God didn't want him to depend on the light of man. Hallelujah, where we had said, if you notice in the tabernacle in the wilderness, hallelujah, how the God had that tabernacle head, it had bag of skin around it. It had the seven golden candlesticks, the showbread, and all that. But do you remember here? Seven golden candlesticks, that was man light. Hallelujah, and that light right there, you can walk, a priest can walk in there. Hallelujah, in other words, they can do their service there. Hallelujah, in other words, that was, man, they had to keep those lamps stand burning. But I want to let you know, that was another light. That was a power here to show you that death has no power over me. Hallelujah, so in that light there, that was another veil called the Holy of the Holy. Hallelujah, behind that veil was the, the, was the, 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 the Ark of the Covenant. It was the testimony. It was that golden pot, and it was a dead rod. Aaron had a rod back there. Hallelujah, showing you Abraham's body back there. A dead rod laid back there. Hallelujah, laid there. A dead stick with no roots. A dead stick that never been planted in the ground, laying in the presence. But when that light came down behind the veil, I will let you know when that light came down behind the Holy Holy, death couldn't hold that rod. That rod had to burn forth. Hallelujah, when that light came there, there had to be a resurrection. Hallelujah, don't can't hold us down, church. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah. Behind that veil, that dead rod began to give way. 
how them buds begin to come out. Show you that death has no power. How the death can't hold you down. How the when God called her, I don't care how old you are. I don't care what kind of pain you got. When the word came, you will come out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brought that resurrection. That dead rod. That's what God did to Abraham's dead body. Hallelujah. That dead body had to give way to the power of the word. Hallelujah. You said, what was, the, what was the light? When God told Abraham, you will have a child this time next year. Actually, that was the light that came to his body. You said, how you know? I'm going to read a scripture from Isaiah to kind of bag that up. If I can find it real quick, I think it's a, here it comes. So it was light in God's mouth all the time. In other words, Isaiah, let me find that real quick. Yes, let me read this here. Isaiah, here the the eighth, the eighth chapter. And I want to read verse 20 here. And then here's the way you show you here. If God says something, then that, that means that word that came out of God's mouth was the same word that say, let there be light. If God ever speak a word, it's the same power. It's the same resurrection. Let there be light. The 20th verse says to uh, yeah, Isaiah, the 8th chapter, verse 20, to the law and to the testimony. If they speak and not according to the word, it's because there is no light in them. Hallelujah. In other words, because God's word is light. Hallelujah. When the word of God comes, if you speak, and that's not a power of the Holy Spirit to bring forth the power of the resurrection, there's something wrong with your first. In other words, so he began to look here. In other words, he told Abraham, you're going to have this boy, Abraham. You're going to have a baby this time. They were too old. It was not going to happen. Science says it wouldn't. The pills ain't going to make it happen. It ain't going to happen. I've been running. I've been taking Geritol for 20 years. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> you're going to have to do more than that. Hallelujah. That word. You're going to have to have a day. So now Abraham... He believed God. He accepted the word. He accepted the power. He accepted the light that God said. Hallelujah. All of a sudden, the body, that dead body, hallelujah, that couldn't produce a child, had laid in the presence of that light and it nursed it back to a young man again. Hallelujah. Boy, that'd be good to see that happen today. If God tell you that, whoa, boy, you going to have a baby? I don't care what, bro. You better go get your booties ready. Because <laughs> it's going to happen, bro. <laughs> Everybody in the church might be saying, this man is crazy. But I want to let you know if God said it, it's going to come to pass. That means that God is going to have to restore his body so his body can produce that promise. Did Abraham get it? Now the light. Abraham get this son that he waited for all the years. Whew. My son. Finally got my son. I love my son with all my heart. I never loved him. Ishmael, he's standing there smoking pot. <laughs> Drinking Budweiser. He ain't done nothing to cause me a bunch of problems here. But I got one son, he loved the word. 
I got one son. He's real obedient to me. Hallelujah. The word Abraham. And the word so God told Abraham, Abraham, this son that you love so much, this son that you cherish so much, I want you to give him false sacrifice. Boy, that been hard. God asked you to kill your son. <laughs> Come on, man. You know you ain't going to want to do that. That'd be a hard test. But God wanted that son. So in other words, like I told you, sir, I might use this before. I said, Abraham got up before Sarah got up. Because it was, it was not going to happen if Sarah would have been woke. You think you're going to kill my son? You out of your head, man. He got up early in the morning because God didn't get a promise to Sarah. He told Abraham to do it. So he didn't let Sarah stay in the bed and sleep. Hallelujah. And Abraham got up that morning early and he went and got the deacons. Come on, deacon. We're going to go to church this morning. We're going to go somewhere else. Hallelujah. We're going to go overseas and visit this morning. Hallelujah. We're going to have a revival over here. So the deacons got ready. They got everything in order. Abraham himself going here. He was believing God promised. He was believing the power of the Holy Spirit. And the light was leading him. Hallelujah. That light led him to Mount Moriah. Hallelujah. And he looked three days. And he was warned in his mind. He was fighting battle. But Abraham kept pressing on he kept pressing on. Hallelujah. Till he get to the place. And he get to the place of worship. And he tells his deacons, y'all just stay right here. Me and the lad are going to go yonder and worship. And we will return. How you know? I don't know how long we're going to be in church. But when we come back, we're going to read, hey, I help Isaac with me. Because my God promised me in the word, the same God that changed my body, promised in Isaac, that seed shall be gone. And if Isaac going to die, I cannot go fulfill that promise. But God will raise him up. So here they was going up the mountain. Isaac done been in church. He done been in raising the message. So he realized every time they went to church, Everything was in order. So this happening with the church, it was just something was out of order. So as it was thinking, I think I need to ask my father. I think I need to talk to him because he forgot something. <laughs> he forgot the. So as walking up the mountain, he said, hey, Father. And Abraham said, yes, son. He said, I see the fire. I see the knife. And I see everything, uh, the, the fire, the knife, everything. But I don't see the sacrifice. Hallelujah. In other words, he said, I don't see the sacrifice. But what God was wanting to understand, that Abraham had the sacrifice, the power of the spoken word. All he needed to do is speak. It was already inside him. Abraham looked at Isaac and said, God will. Hallelujah. Provide himself a sacrifice. He was right in St. John 3, 16. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believe in him shall not perish. Only begotten son. You see, Ishmael was his firstborn. Ishmael was not Abraham's son. Ishmael was Abram's son. Hallelujah, that was under the old nature. But when God saved him, he'd done away with his old book. 
Hallelujah. God was not looking at his old book. God was looking at his name. In the word, Abraham had Isaac. Abraham did not have Ishmael. Hallelujah. You got born again. Hallelujah. Whatever you done in your past, whatever your old past is, God put it in the seal of forgiving it. And God say, I cannot see it. Hallelujah. They begin to get up there. They get on the mountain there. God will provide for himself a sacrifice. You remember the sacrifice. It had to be, in order for it to be wrote, St. John 3.16, it had to be a supernatural sacrifice. Hallelujah. So he gets up on the mountain there. Hallelujah. Get ready to offer Isaac up. Hallelujah. When he did, the thunders broke. The voice of God broke. Called out of heaven, Abraham. Abraham, see that you don't touch your son. Abraham, see that you don't do that. Hallelujah, what were you doing? In other words, when Abraham looked over there, hallelujah, it caught into the thicket was a ram. I want to let you know why was it a ram? Because this ram did not have a father. This ram did not have a mother. It was created power. Oh, hallelujah. It was Christ. That ram didn't have a daddy or a mother. It was showing you the honor of Christ. Christ did not have a father. He did not have a mother. He came from the word. Hallelujah. God brought forth that revelation here. So now we begin to look here in this light. And I keep moving on here. And that's how God going to redeem man by three elements. Light, eat, and blood. We got to go back. So let's hear. It was time for an exodus. You ever thought about it? It was time for an exodus. First thing that Moses had to meet was a light. <laughs> Hallelujah. Walked into the pillar of fire. Hallelujah. So holy. Take off your shoes, Moly. Take off your shoes for the place that you now stand is holy ground. Hallelujah. So now, in the world, he had to meet a light. I want to let you know here that light was going to bring them out. That light is what led the children of Israel out of Egypt. But I want to let you know, watch how it starts here. As you turn your Bibles to Exodus. Exodus, let me find that. Exodus, the 10th chapter. Watch how they, what they needed to get out of there. Starting to Exodus, the 10th chapter. It was time for Exodus. So now they're going to need something to get out. Here they was here in Exodus, the 10th chapter, verse 23. Watch how dark it was. And the Bible says, Exodus, the 10th chapter, verse 23. Man, I need to be reading back here. That's a killer my eyes. I need the light. <laughs> Amen. And they saw not one another, neither rose any man from his place, it must have been dark. It was so dark that they were so, it was so dark, in other words, in Egypt, that no man rose from their place because they didn't want to stumble because they couldn't see the way they were going. Hallelujah, and that's how it was. Hallelujah, in other words, we was in darkness here. We didn't know which way to go. Hallelujah, that word, he said they rose not, he said they rose not any man from his place, but the children of Israel. Hallelujah, the children of Israel. Man, what did they have? They had light. 
Oh, in all that darkness, in that dwelling. I want to let you know the world is black door, but the bride have got light. We got light. Hallelujah. They need this light for a purpose. They need this light for a purpose. Because they got to know what they're doing. And you know, you know, when the sisters get up and cook, they don't get up at night with all the lights out and start making bread. <laughs> she don't get up there and cook a chicken and stuff, but I, as soon as they get ready to start cooking, they get up over in the morning, first thing you know, the kitchen light on. I mean, because hey, she got to get ready to make this bread. She don't go in there and start filling around in the, in the cabinet. Mess around, mess around, put some uh, cast oil in there. You got a problem. <laughs> so she made sure she gets looking at what she putting in your bread. Hallelujah. I don't want nobody going in there and don't know and feeling around putting stuff in my food. Hallelujah. So they need to know how. They need to have the light to prepare the revelation for the Exodus. Hallelujah. Let us go to Exodus, the 12th chapter. This is why they needed light. Exodus, the 12th chapter, verse 7. Let's do that one. Okay. And the Bible says, and they should take the what? How can they know where to put it if they was in darkness? How can you know where to put the blood if you're still in darkness? How do you, in other words, they should take the blood and strike it up under the side pole and up on the, the upper door pole of the what? Wherein they shall do what? Hallelujah. They had light, they had blood, and they had the book. Hallelujah. People, that's what we're doing today. We're under the revelation. We eating, the, we got the blood, we got light, and we eating. We are eating right now. Eating for what? I'm trying to get my body ready for Exodus. That was a perfect revelation back then. And it's a perfect revelation right now. And Jesus never changed that revelation. Hallelujah. He never changed that revelation right there. So, in other words, uh, Hey, in other words, so here we are. We realize here we're going to have to do what? We're going to have to do it. In other words, in other words they had an exodus back then, and we need an exodus right now. Hallelujah, we need an exodus right now. We need to be exited out of here. Hallelujah, all the devils of hell been loosed on this head, but God going to have a bride. She going to have light in the evening time. This is how you know she's going to have light in the evening time. Hallelujah. Isaiah 60, verse 1 through 3 says, Arise, and for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen up on thee. For behold, the darkness is covered the earth, and glow darkness the people, but the Lord shall rise up on, up on thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentile, hallelujah, we saw a name in the book. He saw my name in the book. And the Gentiles shall come, and thy light, and the king, uh, the kings to the brightness of, of thy risen. In other words, so we realize here, we are coming to the light, church. We're not coming. We're already in the light. I just did a funeral the other day. And I was preaching on the funeral. I said, what can I preach on the funeral? And I... I said, well, you've been preaching about light. Just, just let it break it down. And I preached on walking through the valley of the shadow of death. You know, I say, to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you got order to see a shadow, you got to have a light somewhere. God, the Bible don't say walk in 
the valley of the shadow of death. Walk into it. It say walk through it. I told you, I was in the funeral. I had a lantern. I pulled out a lantern. I said, this is how you got to do it. You had to have a light in front of you, and you walk through that dark valley. How do you go? You know where you're going. You can see where you're going. How do you? In other words, that's why we're going through this day and today. We are walking through the valley of the shadow of death, but we got a light. How do we going to hold that light up? I'm going to let my little light shine in. Oh, I'm getting to the New Testament and I'm just thought building right now. So we begin to realize here. So, so we realize it ain't going to take that light. Hallelujah. The power of God in the resurrection, everything. The same power that God started with light, it's going to be the same power going to end with light. I begin to look at him. You begin to look into the New Testament. It was time for that light that everybody been prophesying about. All the prophets speaking of it. A virgin shall be with child. Hallelujah. We're picking up her. And all these things here, going back there, Abraham had a ram without a father and a mother. It had to be a child coming in the same order. Hallelujah. Without a father, without a mother. Hallelujah. It had to be the power of God, the spoken word of God. Hallelujah. Come that way. Isaiah said, virgin shall be with child. He spoke to lamb. The same word that Abraham did, a virgin shall be with child. The spoken word had to come to father. And all of a sudden, now we get ready to get to the New Testament for a few minutes. And the, and the New Day, here go, here go Mary going. And all of a sudden, an angel stood there. The presence of the light stood before Mary. And says, Mary, you found favor with God. Whew. That would make amazing grace. Mary was not looking for God. But God found her. Hallelujah, you weren't looking for God neither. And God just found you. And Mary, Mary, you find Mary, I found faith. Mary thinking, I, I, I don't understand this. I, I, and everything. So now he said, Mary, you're going to have a child. And begin to go on and tell Mary these things. And Mary thinking, man, I don't even, I, I see what he's saying. But I got, she didn't doubt. I got one question. I don't know a man. He says, Mary, this is not going to be given by man. This is going to be given by the power of the created God. The one that say, let there be light. Hallelujah. This is going to be by the spoken word of God, Mary. And it's going to overshadow you. And that very thing that's in your womb, it's going to be the created power of God. Well, you thought she would have understood that. But the supernatural is too hard to be understood without the Holy Ghost. That's why you got three gods and that's why you got everything else. They're trying to figure this thing out. Hallelujah. That's why they people today leaving the message because they're trying to figure the supernatural out. They finally, they come to the end of the supernatural. Well, Brother Jewel, you realize bro, Brother Brandon made so many mistakes, I guess I better leave. I say, if he didn't make a mistake, he would have been God. Hallelujah. But God didn't want us to get our confidence in a man. He wanted to get our confidence in the word of God. Hallelujah. That's so we begin to live like, we begin to think on them things right there. Hallelujah. So, so yeah, Mary said, I, got, I don't understand that. Holy Ghost told her what he's going to do to it. And she still did not comprehend it. He said, I got to break a seal. I got to show you something that I already done done. So you can get the revelation of what I'm going to do. Hallelujah. She said, Mary. He said, Mary. He said, do you remember your cousin Elizabeth? She said, yeah, old cousin Elizabeth and cousin Zachariah. Barely was getting around the last time I seen him. He said, but this time they got a baby on the way. Whew. Man, I want to tell you what, man. This old fella have a baby with these. I'm going to tell you what. I'm, going to, I'm ready for a rapture. 
You don't have to worry about it no more. I ain't got no more doubt in my life. Hallelujah. In the word, in the word. Here, this time right here, there, when Mary heard this, she realized that was impossible. But with God, all things are possible. People, we got to come to the point and quit putting a, a, a oh, this, like, this won't happen right here. This won't happen. Why? Because you got circumstance. God don't work with circumstance. He work with the power of the Holy Ghost. So now we begin to go here. And she said, be it unto me according to thy word. And all of a sudden, that same spoken word that created that ram put Jesus in her womb. Highly the very same type that Abraham saw up on the mountain. Now, when Jesus come on the scene and the word and started manifesting himself, he made a claim to the world who he was. And this is what he said. I am the light of the world. That's a powerful statement. I am the light of the world. He claimed, I am the light of the world. If any man be in darkness, in other words, he come to me, he can find light. Now, you know, that was a powerful statement for a man to make that everybody was talking about who his father was and his mother was, and Jesus saying, I'm the light of the world. Powerful statement. And Jesus knew he was the light. But at this time, it was just a claim. If he's a if he gonna claim he's the light, he need to prove he's the light. Hallelujah. Let me show you here. Jesus proved he was the light. Jesus proved that he was the light. Why you know? Because realize here, Jesus could not go to a funeral service. Because a dead stick had to come alive. Hallelujah. He could not go to Lazarus. He had to wait. He had if Jesus would have went to Lazarus, I think he would have died in two days, he would have come out. Because he was the resurrection. So he waited four days because the Jews at that time believed that the spirit lingered around the body for three days. If Jesus would have rose him in three days, they would have attached it to a tradition. Well, they, the spirit was still around his body. Jesus waited till the fourth day because he wanted us to understand the resurrection ain't based on tradition. That re- resurrection based on the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So Jesus waited here. He in other words, then after four days, he returned now. He go down there and Martha meet him out there. And now she's talking to him. Oh, Father, if Jesus, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. In other words, so the conversation go on. Jesus said, well, he arrived. Now she's realizing, putting the way over here somewhere for some reason. Yes, Lord. He will rise in the general resurrection. That was an insult. Jesus looked at her and said, oh, no. I am the regenerate resurrection. Show me where you lay me. I am the resurrection and the light. Like, they go down to the tomb. Lazarus has been in there for four days, his body decaying. How the worms begin to move through his skin. At this time, he's already stinking. That don't mean nothing about death has no power over God. How at this time, circumstances ain't going to stop the resurrection. Don't these skin worms destroy my body, but in my flesh, I will see Jesus. They have no power. Jesus rose there to the tomb. Now he's going to have to show his humanity. He was God, but he still had feelings. So he got to get all tore up too, emotionally. Weeping. Don't God, Father, I thank you for hearing my prayer. Because he knew it was going to happen anyway. How did he get to the tune? He said, You roll the tune away. Roll the stone away. Now, here he was. The two powers. 
that started in the book of Genesis met again. The power of darkness had carried Elijah over into another realm, and here go light standing there. The power of death had held him at the body in the grave. Jesus standing there. And he looks into that dimension of darkness. Hallelujah, the same power that was there, let there be light. Jesus looked into the power of darkness, and he's looking across the channel, and then darkness begin to break away, and he see Lazarus. Hallelujah, now he had to call him by name. He had to call him by name. If he would have said, come forth, they have a thing in there with a rose. But he said, Lazarus, come forth. The power of darkness broke. That dead stick was quicker, and he stood up. Power. Resurrection. The light of God. Let me begin to think about these things here. You know, when Jesus was tempted by the devil, the devil carried him out there and said, If you be the Son of God, commanded these stones. Be made bread. Do you realize he was the one that created those stones? He's the one that created the heavens and the earth. It was nothing for Jesus to take a stone and just think a biscuit. Good old juicy biscuit. I need some butter. Man, he had the power to do it. He was the creator. He had done what he wanted to do here. With everything that was created by him, without him was nothing created. He could have done it. But if he would have done it, wouldn't nobody here had faith? Because everybody had to see a miracle to believe God. If I can see it, I'll believe it. If you can see it, you don't need faith. He wants you to have faith in the word. So he was not going to put the, he could have took and put that bread in his hand. And everybody, every time you get sick or everything happens, if I can see a miracle, I can believe it. No. It's in the word. The miracle is in the word. By my stripes, you are already healed. I sent my word and healed you. Hallelujah. What it is, human, human uh, reason and human things that we can try. Oh, today people, today people love to die. How you know? Soon as they find out they got something, they find out what it is. You've been bit off, you didn't know what it was. You don't die till you find out what you got. That's right. hey, people live forever till they find out what they got. So when they got, they go, oh man, he died from there. No, he didn't die from there. He died from the fear of that. Hallelujah. That's why the prophet tried to teach the people, don't fear that. Hallelujah, don't fear that. Hallelujah, by faith in God's word, you could overcome that thing. But they begin to go here. So he goes here. He says, he could have done it. Turn the stones into bread. Just said the devil to do it because God didn't tell him to do it. If he would have did it, he would have been listening to something else. And Jesus said, I do nothing except the Father show me. So then he didn't do it. Man should not live by bread alone. He, you notice he never denied bread because Satan was quoting from Genesis. You gave him bread that they eat bread. Now here he is, he's hungry, and now he needs bread. You put it in the book of Genesis that man would eat bread to return. Heard that he need bread. So he was quoting bread, but Jesus knew what he was doing. So Jesus did not deny the bread. He just said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word, by every word that was seen out of the mouth of God, because it got power over the principalities. Didn't the Satan carry him up and use the Put him on the temple. Told him to cast himself down. He quoted Psalms 91. 
When are you giving something to church? Because Sunday, if that's separate, that's if it gets us If the devil is real dumb, real dumb, that you did not want to happen. Because if a corn of wheat falls into the ground, and if it was to bust or die, then it's gonna bring forth a whole crop. You don't want, if devil would have knew who he was, he wouldn't have never tried to, he would not, he should have let him live. And what he thinking, he should not try to get rid of it because that was the wrong thing for him to do. Because, because he done that, that's why he got a church, because he, because he done that, that's why he got a church in China, that's why he got a church in Africa, because Satan, because Satan had a desire to kill him, that's why he got a church in Russia, that's why he got a church in the United States. He didn't need it. That dumb devil. He rolled up a whole book of Acts. In other words, Jesus says, say, don't you tempt the Lord that God. He goes in and Satan carried them all up on, on a mountain. High mountain. Showed them all the kingdoms of the world, glory of God, everything. Say, all these things I give you. If you make me the first person in the Godhead, you can be the second person. We have two Lord doctrines. I be the God, be God, and you be my son. Because he asked Jesus to fall down and worship him. That would automatically elevate Satan's position in God. Any object that you worship before God, it become a God, it become your God, or whatever it is. Whatever image you put before God, it elevates itself, and it puts God less in your life. Hallelujah. Was so Satan was saying, prostrate yourself and worship me. Hallelujah. And I give you the kingdoms of this world. What was his kingdom? The glory of them. Did you notice how he put it? The glory of them. And you know the glory of his kingdom? You, you see a commercial. Let's just look at the commercial. Here go this guy. He's walking down the road with a bottle of Jack Daniel. And they just drinking and they having a good time. And this lady, she's sitting over there with a cigarette. You say, oh, man, that's cool. I'm going to let you know that's that. But he ain't showed you what happened to that man that laying in the bed with corrosives of the liver. He ain't showed you that woman that got cancer, that, uh, all these diseases. Here. He ain't showed you his kingdom. He showed you the glory of him, but not the death of him. Jesus said, oh, no, devil, I worship the Lord that God in him only shall I serve. So I begin to realize here, so we begin to realize here, but now it's coming a time that Jesus has got to show who he really is. It's coming a time that Jesus is going to have to prove I am the light of the world. You heard me talk about it. I am the light of the world. But he really, they just had words. But he tired of them holding to words. It's time for him to let him know what's behind that bag of skin. Hallelujah. He said, come on, Peter, James, and John. Let's go here and have church. Hey, cast them up on a mountain there. Hallelujah, a high mountain. Satan tried to impersonate God. That's why he put him on a high mountain. Hallelujah, he tried to act like he was God, but Jesus knew who he was. Hallelujah, Jesus carried him up on a high mountain. And when he was standing there, Jesus says, release his spirit. That same spirit that's going to raise you out of the grave, by the way. If the same spirit that was in Christ being you, it would quicken your mortal body. That same Holy Ghost is going to do your body the same way. So all he had to do was release and yield it. He yielded himself, to, and all of a sudden, his countenance began to glorify. His clothes began to change. His, everything he had about him became glorified. 
In other words, in other words, he glory, he transfigured himself right before them. Here they were standing there go, wow. That old man that looked like he was 50 years old done changed himself in a glorified condition. Man, I tell you what, I just told them the other day. I say, I went to a restaurant some time ago, and a waitress come out. My wife was sitting there, I was sitting there, and she told my wife, do you want a menu? My wife said, yes. And she looked at me, and she said, do you need a senior menu? <laughs> I had attitude. I mean, you let me ask for a senior menu. Don't you come and ask me, do, you, do I want one? I mean, you didn't ask my wife that. I'm starting not to get a woman a tip. I mean, let me ask for it. Don't just come and say, ask my wife, do you want one, man? Then give her one, then look at me. Do you need a senior? If you ever be a waitress, don't you never do that. You won't get a tip. But in a way, Jesus glorified himself. So glorified that when he changed his body into the power of light, Everything that was trapped in darkness had to give way. Moses was held down. Elijah was raptured. And when he changed himself, here they come. Yes, Moses come out. If he was in the grave, he walked out then. Yes. Because when he changed himself, when we see that glorious body come back to earth, we're going to have a body just like his. Hallelujah. Here he was. Moses walked out. Elijah walked out. They were talking with Jesus. Not just looking at him. They were talking. Peter get excited. Let's build three churches. That's what they done with the message. We got all kinds of churches, but we ain't got a book of Acts. I'm the Perugia church. I'm the two-soul church. I'm the return church. Hallelujah. And, uh, and all these different, different titles. But what the bride called us that, we are the church of the living God. We are the church, the light. Hallelujah. He called you, said, you're the church of the light. So he was. He glorified himself, and it took place. Light. Then Jesus turned around and asked him down in, on down in the scripture, except you eat my flesh and you drink my blood, you have no life in you. Whew. Man, that's powerful. I called some people to leave church on that one. Yeah, man, we out of here, buddy. I'm going, I ain't going to that church no more. That man want me to, I mean, I ain't no cattleman and all that stuff like that. But let me hear. But then Jesus had to have light. They had to have to eat and they had to have blood. Hallelujah. So what did Jesus do then? Hallelujah. So it was time for blood. It was time for blood. And what did Jesus do? That ram that Abraham offered, that ram had to be took to the cross. Because we needed blood. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So that blood, he goes to the cross. Now it's time for him to release that blood that wash away all our sins. Hallelujah, you know, today, you know, we got today, you know, people today, they say, oh, brother, you can't be saved. Hallelujah, if you ain't got a message book, you ain't got Christ, you ain't going to be saved. You're not saved because you got a message book in your hand. You say because you got the author of the book. Jesus Christ, Brother Brandon did not preach Brother Brandon is salvation. He preached the prophet to turn your hearts back to the word of God. That's what the Bible ought to be a new book to you. In other words, and he goes here, in other words, he's on the cross. 
He's dying. That bleeding lamb is shedding his blood just for me. Even when I was in that condition of drugs and bound, he's bleeding for me. Thank God for grace. Brother Joy, thank God for grace, bro. Hallelujah, when everybody was in the community saying, that boy right there is no good for nothing. He going to hell. He was bleeding for me. Hallelujah, in other words, in other words, the devil here was trying to kill and take my life. 1980, hit a tree doing 100 miles an hour, and my buddy head busted wide open, put me on life support. He was bleeding for me. Hallelujah, I will let you know what grace done. You know, Brother Joe, what did you do to die? I didn't do nothing to get it, but God is amazing grace. Reach down and pick me up out of the mud. Oh, people, I will let you know. That's why we love Jesus so much. And then he goes on and says, that blood coming. He's breathing. That was a thief. A thief. No good. Low down. Trashy. Good for nothing thief. Here he was. Jesus bleeding. The blood pouring from his body. And this thief says to him, this other one says, if you be God, come off the cross. Save yourself and save us. If he would have come off the cross, we all would have went to hell. His purpose for it. And this other thief turns around and says, what's wrong with you, man? We deserve what we're getting. We deserve to go to hell. But this man, he done nothing. Where did that come from? Where did that grace come from? Jesus was done. He's bleeding. His thief got all these things. He realized in a few minutes the devil says, he going to be blown to me. Demons, don't worry about them too. I got them. I got to see the name right there. I got them hell bound. I got them two thieves. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, y'all just worry. Y'all focus on him. Don't worry about them. Satan thought that he had two people right there on the cross coming straight into hell. Hallelujah. In other words, he thought he had his grip. Hallelujah. I don't have to worry about that. I know I got them two. But he didn't see the, 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 the revelation of the blood. Hallelujah. Jesus was there. And all of a sudden, this thief recognized. This man right here is a perfect sacrifice. This man right here, we deserve it. We all deserve hell. But he didn't. He was not dying for us. He was not dying for himself. He was dying for us. And then he, the thief says here, Father, when you come into your kingdom, would you remember me? But he didn't pay no tithes. He didn't go to no church. But he asked God, would you remember me? So now God on the cross, God go back in his foreknowledge. Hallelujah. Supernaturally on the cross, God goes back into his foreknowledge. And God sees the thief. And the thief was ordained to come up with the group of Matthew 27. In that resurrection, he said, this day, you are part of the blood. The devil can't take you out if God's going to get rid of you. 
Jesus says here, he pulls that live breath. He's getting ready to yield because the devil couldn't kill him. You couldn't take his life. He had to lay it down. But he was getting ready to surrender his life over. He said, I submit my spirit in your hand. Jesus pulled that back into it. <gasps> when that thief said that, he turned and looked. The crying of thorns dug into his head. And that blood running across his eyes and blood running out his side. When he looked at the thief, he was looking through his own blood. Hallelujah, when he looked through his blood, he didn't see a thief. He saw a son of God. White as snow. When you look through the blood, it ain't no sin now. You are white as snow. Blessed be the name of our Lord. Oh, God done it for us. Hallelujah, we don't have to be beat down, church. Hallelujah, we don't have to be put down by the devil. The blood is there. The light is there. God done it for us. Right before we perish you, that prophet stood there. He operated by one power, not by the power of William Brandon. He walked, he operated through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why when he be in the discernment, he be standing there, he says, I see that light. <laughs> Hallelujah. It was not him who had the power, it was the light that had the power. I see that light right there. Hallelujah, that light, that sister over there, she's praying right now. What was he operating? He was operating by that light. That was the light speaking back to him. He said, sister, I see that light right here. He said, you praying right here. I see you got a dark hood over you. You praying to be delivered from that cancer. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ, that dark cloud moved away and the light shined. Then all of a sudden, he began to look. Darkness, clouds. He see demons screaming out. He said, whoa, them clouds. He said, I see that darkness just called for that one over there. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I take authority over these demons. The light conquered them spirits. Brother Brandon, go to Memphis. He's in Memphis. And a lady praying. A little colored lady down there. Probably don't nobody even never thought about her that much. But she was in Memphis. She was praying. Like the little shooting woman that God was going to send Elijah. She went and stood at the gate and waited there all that till he come. As soon as that prophet says, I don't know what was going on. God didn't tell him what was going on. He had to follow the light. Hallelujah. He might not realize he was not leading. He was not leading the light. The light would lead him. Hallelujah, he's walking down the road thinking, no, my plane going to be gone. Hallelujah, my plane going to, my plane going to, oh, oh, God, I'm going to miss my plane. He was thinking as a human, uh, but he didn't realize that woman prayer was so powerful, it grinded at 757. You all still. And he walks there and she says to him, how you do, parson? He said, how you know I was a parson? She said, I was a praying. And God showed me. That you was coming to me. Hallelujah. She said, I got a son that got, uh, I think he had a, a, a syphilis. And in other words, a real world is he died. She said, he's out there on the sea. He thinks he's on the sea. He's out there in the dark sea. And he hollered, oh, dog. And he was gloomy. Whoa. He was, in, he, was, uh, he, was well, he was going into the valley of death. Hallelujah. The prophet said to that little lady, he said, will you pray? He said, when she got down in prayer, people, hallelujah, I realized she done met that light. Hallelujah, he realized that she had contact with him. And when she in the prophecy, he began to pray. And all of a sudden, what did the boy, I thought that, mama, I see light in the room. Hallelujah, that's my light. 
death have no power, oh God. Oh, people, we're getting ready to get out of here, church. Lord, give me the light. Let me be led by your presence, Lord. Hallelujah, because we got to go to a place. We are the children of light. We came from light. Hallelujah, we're going back to light. Hallelujah, we got to go to a place here. Back to a place. Hallelujah. Like that song said, where the lamb is the light. The power of the blood had one thing to do to us. Who had translated us from the power, from the power of darkness had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. We are going back to light. These symptoms that we got that's holding us back, they are lying vanities. They are demon powers. We named them not God. We called it cancer, not God. God never called it cancer. He called it a demon. Hallelujah. He never called it sugar diabetes. He called it a demon. We the one that named the demons, not God. And that same Holy Ghost is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I want you to notice this as I kind of bring it to a parachute point here. You said, bro, you just believe me. We don't need a lot. We just need to believe what God already doing right now. So what we needed, we're going to a place here, back to that place of light. In other words, you say, Brother Joe, what are we doing? We're going back to a place of light. Satan's kingdom is darkness, and the world is trapped in it. But we're going back to the light. Hallelujah. In other words, in other words Adam didn't have blood. Uh, at the, he had a, when he was dead in the beginning, before he had sinned, it was just the Eden, Leo, and light. We got to get back there. Hallelujah. We got to get back there. So now, after the sacrifice was killed, how did the sacrifice have paid the price? Hallelujah. In other words, now we need the light again. We need to go back and eat again. We need to start eating the word. Then you find out here what happened here. That light. Revelation 10, 6 started coming down. The one that created heavens and earth. The one that created the sea and all that. He coming down the earth. But on Revelation 10, 7, the voice of the seven angels sounded. And now he said, give me the book. He said, no, buddy. He said, you take it. And eat it up now. We're going to a city. Hollywood, we're going to eat and live forever and ever. Eat it right now. It's putting the power in your body to change your body. Oh God, you say, how did I, how did I have been so long? I was bound by demons. I was bound by drugs. And I've been gone since I let go for 35, 30, 37 years ago. How did that happen? It was not my power. I kept eating. Your body's eating off the power of resurrection. And the more you eat it, the stronger your faith gets in God. Oh God. And he says here, let me just read a few verses here. And he says here, Revelation 21, 3. Revelation 21, verse 33, sorry. I'm bear 23, I'm sorry. Revelation 21, verse 23. And it reads like this. Man. And the city, who I'm going to, has no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine. For in it, for the glory of God did lighten it. It and the Lamb is the light. 
thereof. You say, but I'm by darkness. I got sickness. I got depression. You got demons that you ain't realized here that you got power over. Hallelujah. You just say, I got these demons in, a, in other words, in a, and I, I don't know how to get rid of them. I, I don't know how to get rid of them. You got light. Your body got power. You just need to know how to use it. Hallelujah. God put you, he gave you authority to use this authority over the devil, and now we surrendering. Wowzy, wowzy, woo. I guess this is my fortune. I guess that's the way I meant for me to die. Is that because you believe you're going to die that way? I'm not signing for the devil, a box of rattlesnakes. I don't care what the devil tries to say. I'm not signing for the rattlesnakes. Hallelujah. Because Jesus said in his word, by his stripes. Hallelujah. Somebody got to bleed it. You said, but not by his feelings. By his stripes, I'm healed. As as the musicians come, give a few minutes, musicians come by. Because God is still in the healing business. We got people in the church that's sick. We got people that the devil trying to put sickness on. Even some sicknesses, it seems like they ain't going to never get delivered from. But that's a lie of the devil. That is a lie of the devil. Hallelujah. I'm going to let you know right here that that prophet of God, had to, he took that word of God and took that light and yielded himself to it. And that light went into dimensions and began to break the powers of Satan. And he gave us the same authority. If they sing that song, let me sing a song. Praise God. I have a heavenly father. He knows my name. You know that song? Everybody know that? Who was the song leader? Hallelujah. God know your name, church. I don't care what condition you've been in. I don't care people that I just come out of a, a great battle with blood pressure. A blood pressure running on the top 250. A blood pressure that's running on the bottom 200. And the devil telling me all the time, you're going to die with a stroke. I'm telling him, you're lie. I ain't signing for no stroke. Hallelujah. And the doctor said, even the doctor tried to convince me. Hallelujah. You, you, I don't understand why you ain't had a stroke. I don't understand because I'm not signing for it. He couldn't believe it. He said, nobody can have a blood pressure this high without having a stroke. Hallelujah. I don't know what that, I don't know what your definition for a stroke, but I know what I have a heavenly father. Hallelujah. I have a heavenly father. You, know, you say, Brother Joe, what you trying to say? I'm trying to say, the devil cannot kill you until God gets through with you. Hallelujah. God ain't through with me yet. Oh, hallelujah. You say, Brother Joe, do you, what do you do? I do, if I go to the doctor, people, let me tell you something. People say, well, I'm going to the doctor. The doctor tell you do something. You don't do it. What you call that? That's revelation. No, that's stupidity. If you go pay the doctor all this money and he don't buy these pills, take it. But you don't never have to go around and call the pastor. I think I'm going to die with this. What you mean? I'm healed. I'm going to keep telling my body that. Till I realize in my body had to start obeying that. But anyway, my wife, she started checking my blood pressure. Every time she checked my blood pressure, it'd be like 200, 195. Sometimes it go back up to the top and go 250, 260. Then the bottom would go down to 180. It would do, I told my wife, I said, quit checking my blood pressure. She said, what? I said, because I said, the more you check it, the more my faith getting weaker. 
I said, I got to start believing God. I'm tired of looking here because demons come through the eyes. How do demons travel through the eyes? How do what you know here? I can see it here and it begin to, begin to trouble my mind. I said, quit checking it. And then out of a while, you know, I had a major checkup some months later. Hallelujah. And I went back there and there she checked, that my doctor checked my, checked my uh, blood pressure. And it, the walls, what happened? See, the, your blood pressure went down from like 250 to 130 to 80. Jesus Christ is saying yesterday, today, well. Hallelujah. You know what that means? I refuse. I refuse to die with that time. You know, when people get ready to die, they always got a saying. They always say, you eating something, and somebody says something, you'll say, well, you got to die with something. That's a matter of opinion. Why not die healthy? How do, why you have to die? Why not just lay down and go to sleep? How do I understand the sister went to sleep in her, and she just went on over another side? How do I let me lay down and wake up in another dimension? I don't have to die with nothing. I can just lay down if I go by the grave. Or we'll be changed. Why you say, Brother Jewel, I want to let you know God still is in the delivering business. Depression, depression and all these things. These things that people get used to and they realize here, they thinking that the devil got dominion on them. Holly, I'm bound by the depression spirit. I'm bound by depression medicine. Holly, I ain't gonna never get delivered from it. As long as you bleed that, that demon will never leave. But you could take your God in his word. You say, by your word. You sit your word in here today. And I am healed by the word of God. And they sung that song, I know he knows my name. I always give opportunity for prayer. You said, Brother Jewel, a lot of people say we're beyond prayer. We're beyond laying hands on the sick. Show me in the Bible where you took it out of there. We got a right to challenge these demons. You said, well, I, I can believe God by the word, and that's a perfect thing. But everybody might not be on your level. My, my wife, she walked with a cane for 10 years. 10 years from nerve condition from her car wreck. And they told her, they say, that would never fix itself. They say, you always going to have to walk with a cane. You always going to have this nerve damage. And one day my wife looked at me. She says, I believe God going to heal me. I said, all right. I'm not walking with this cane no more. I said, what? Because I'm thinking you fall, I ain't going to be able to carry you. But anyway... She was getting out hopping. I'm watching her going around. I'm thinking, boy, she does. I hope she knows what she's doing. But that was her faith. That had nothing to do with what I thought about it. It's what she believed about. She was hopping around now. I'm looking at her. I, see, I, see, I tried her every now and then. I said, you, you don't think you need your cane? I'm healed. I said, okay. She kept walking there. About a year later, one day I looked at her. She's just walking. Hallelujah. Tell me that God don't see her healed. Nerd damage is nothing but God. Nerd damage is nothing but God. We got a heavenly father. He knows your name. And if they sing that song, I'm just getting one opportunity and I'm parachuting. If you got a need, if you got a need, why are you trying to stop a depression? Why are you trying to stop a demon? Something that you got no power over, but God do. The power of the Holy Spirit got power over depression, over uh, cancer, over all kind of demons. But the point of it is, you got to believe it. You got to believe it. 
One time my daughters, when my daughter got married, I told Tasha, I said, you will never have a girl baby come through your womb. She looked at me like, you out of your mind, dad. And I told my baby girl, I said, you will never have a boy baby come through your womb. She like, you yeah, right. Well, you said, what happened? Tasha had three boys. Drina had three girls. They asked me, say, how did that happen? They believed it. It was nothing not done. They just believed it. I just told him that. My son called me. He said, Daddy, what about me? I said, you would never have a girl, baby. And he had two boys. It's what you believe. Your body will obey what you tell it. He knows my name. And if you have a need as they play the song, we're going to. He knows my name. Sing that song for me, brother. God bless you. I'm going to pray with this brother here. We got a couple other preachers. Y'all can come up and pray with me.